Hello there, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another episode of Cookie Cast. On this episode of the Cookie Cast podcast, it's the Darkest Timeline podcast. Me talking me stuff for probably like an hour or something. Um, stuff from the week. Not a lot of stuff from the week. You know me. I'm sure I can drag it out. Games, movies, TV. That is all there. I can promise that. So stick around if that's what you're here for. Everything in between. Before we start, please do consider like, share, subscribe and comment. Leave us a review where you can leave reviews. And share the podcast around. Right, now that's the business out of the way. Let's get to the meat. Here we go. This is CookieCast, The Darkest Timeline. Hello. Ah, it's working. Which would suggest it wasn't a moment ago. Which it wasn't. Uh, so, how you doing? Are you well? Um, like always, I have to work on the principle that you've said yes, and we can move on. Um, so, gotta be the shortest podcast list ever so strap in for a three hour podcast that's how this works yeah anyone else getting tired of that that joke feel like i use that joke a lot um i've got three things from the week uh some tv some movie some games um which might sound like a lot trust me it's not because by friday which is three days ago I had nothing. Um, Was it a jam-packed weekend? Let's find out together. Um, So, Saturday. Saturday was shaping up to be... Do you ever have those times where... Everything laid out in front of you at a certain point in time is designed, not not necessarily designed, but could have the possibility of being a super high stressful situation. You're in you're in a situation. You look at what you've got to do, what you've got to get through, what you've got to achieve on a particular day, and you go, that has the possibility to be super high stress type deal. That was Saturday. So, Saturday looked a lot like this. My youngest daughter, birthday party. Middle daughter, birthday party. Eldest daughter, climbing and friend round possible sleepover all that so my son was also going to go with my youngest daughter to her party kind of one of those things where um, the shortest version is where Leanne goes the, the boy goes this puts me in the driver's seat. Literally, 
in the driver's seat, I have to play Taxi Man. So, that then looks a little something like this. Take youngest daughter, son, Leanne, to birthday party, drop them off. Take my eldest to climbing. Take middle daughter to birthday party. I'd already arranged that it was fine to leave my middle daughter at the birthday party to then double back to collect my eldest to double back again to collect my middle daughter to then get across town to collect my eldest friend which by that point the whole situation had turned into a sleepover so there was that to also take into account so, I'm like, right, okay, we've got to go from one side of town to the other side of town on a Saturday afternoon. That's not an impossible. We need to leave plenty of time. I gave us 45 minutes to get across town. Saturday afternoon to the busiest area of town on a Saturday afternoon. I, I left 45 minutes and said, I think we're going to be pushing it. I think it's going to be a stretch. I think if we're lucky, we might only be a little bit late. We got across town in 14 minutes. We ended up sat in the car for 15 minutes, just chatting, killing time. Then we walked the long way round to get into the place where the party was. She was still 10 minutes early. I'm like, don't know what's going on here. So, it was one of those things, once I dropped the young ones off, that was basically the last I was going to see of them until late afternoon. For want of a better way of putting it, and this might sound kind of harsh in a way, but that was like, I didn't have to worry about any of them anymore. They were with a parent, blah, blah, blah. So, my concern then switches to the older two. Get my eldest set up. She's set up. She's sorted. She's ready to go. So, I get my middle daughter to the thing. It takes us 40 minutes to get there. We're sat in the car. We go in. Like I say, I've already teed the parents up with the whole situation. Look, is it okay to leave her? Once kids reach a certain age, it's kind of expected that you leave them at birthday parties. Certain places, maybe not as, not as much. When I spoke to the parents, they were like, hey... Most people are leaving them because they're that age. So I was like, cool. Double, triple checked, however you want to say it. That was that. My daughter goes running off to play before I've even finished the conversation with these parents. Cool. Groovy. Job done. I turn around. I walk out the door. Walk to the car. 
get in the car I'm like hey things are going great so far I've got all three groups to where they need to be on time early some would say I am crushing it get in the car pull out of the car park pull out of the complex bit pull out onto the road I drive down the road and I go Hmm. Never did say goodbye to my daughter. I was literally, if I hadn't have been actually physically driving, I'd have been banging my head on the steering wheel. I thought about doubling back and going back and going back in, like getting piped up, going back in. I was like, I'm going to waste time here. And I think I've been too lucky getting over here i can only presume the traffic's waiting for me i was like that was a really stupid thing but i was just going going through it all ticking it all off thinking i was doing well thinking i was crushing it first pitfall really so i was like "Ah, damn it i get across to climbing to get my eldest and again, 10 minutes to get back. I'm like, this is this is strange. This is unheard of. This is not possible. I get across there and I'm like, well, now we've got like all this time to kill. So I'm saying to her, I'm like, you crack on, do your climbing stuff. Um, I think there was a point where she was like eating her lunch. She had lunch and stuff. So... There was all that. I was like, right, we now have to go. Um, So I was like, let's get everybody in the car. Um, Which is what we did. And again, set off to go and collect my middle daughter. Again, completely unheard of. We get across there in a matter of moments. And arrive early to collect. I'm like, what is going on here? This is just not a thing. And it's not like I'm parking the car outside of the place. The car's parked. Five minute walk away. I'm like, this is mental. For 20 minutes, my middle daughter didn't even realise that we were there. This is nothing new. As I as I said to her at one point, I was like, I don't know, I don't, I don't think I said it to her. No, I was saying to somebody else, I was like, I once went to a Christmas play, watched the whole thing, took plenty of pictures, left. She didn't even know I'd been there. So, no surprises that she was oblivious. In the end, I was like, look, if you to my eldest I was like if you want to get to your friend in the time scale that we laid out for your friend we kind of need to go this party is technically finished I think they're doing the it is finished but you can stay as long as you want kind of system you're going to have to pull the trigger we're going to have to go so we made her aware she had like you know oh you've got 10 minutes left sort of thing so 
gave the 10 minutes and I was like, right, we really need to go. We go. <laughs> so we're leaving. We're leaving said party. I am like, hey, I am, I am crushing this situation. I am crushing it. And it's always, always in my experience, at the point in time that you truly believe you're crushing it, that's when you get crushed by it. So all I hear is, I didn't know you'd left. I was like, no, no, I, I did realise that as I left, I did realise that I didn't let you know I, I was going. I'm very sorry about that. Which then ensued a list of things that not knowing I'd left caused a problem for. And every single one of them was like a tiny little fist doing a uppercut to the gut and putting the gut in the back of the throat. Every time it was like, and this happened, poo! And then this happened, poo! And then uh, it wasn't like it wasn't like she'd fallen over and hurt herself. It wasn't like there was like you know a, a major disaster. It wasn't anything like that. It was uh, I was going to go to the toilet and I couldn't find you to tell you that I was going to the toilet. I was like, okay. Um, and then she was like, I was going to go out, out to play. I couldn't find you. I didn't know where you were. I was like, okay. Like every time, like it was just like a, another twist of the knife. I'm like, ah oh, man, I am not crushing it. Uh, so, that was it. So, get back in the car. Um, do a drop-off for um, podcast alum, Edward. Dropped Edward off at home. Not far away from where the party was. Made a lot of sense. There you go. You are now home. We need to get across town. And we've got 20 minutes to do it kind of thing. Let's go. Again, get out on the road, and it's just clear. It's clear. It's a Saturday afternoon, mid-afternoon. I was like, tell you what's going on here. It's super sunny. It's very hot at the moment. Um, So every single person has got in their car and gone to the beach. So if you want to drive around York... Go nuts. If you want to try and get anywhere near the coast, you are a braver man than I. We get across, pick up my eldest friend, we come back home. I'm like, okay. Uh, uh, There was a point in time I thought I was crushing it. Then I wasn't crushing it. But we're here now, and that's kind of that. Not actually realising that that's just the start. Because the thing that's gone gone unnoticed is, this is like first sleeper. Like, my my daughter, my eldest, has had people round. Um, And that's that. You know, they come round for so long. And then eventually, you hit the, do you want to come for a sleepover? Um, and apparently that was a very exciting situation and that was that and I'm like we've just got to get home once we've got home everything's fine and we get home and everything's not fine because I then start going what now got a 
you know, a child in the house that's not my child. I've already been, you know, not not crushing the day. So it was, okay, you know, you need to sigh where you're going to sleep. You need to um, pick a movie, get your snacks, get your drinks, all of this. And then, you know, I know, or at least I think I do. I think I know my children. I think I know my children. Apparently, they want you to say bye to them when you leave places. Who knew? Um... I think I know my children. I think I know how to deal with my children. You know, situations like where you go to see a film and 90% of the way through the film you remember it's a two-part movie and you go, ah, shit. Um, You know, there are those things that you know about your children. You know how to deal with them. You know how to get the best result possible from what is essentially bad situations. When you add a child into the mix that you don't know... You don't know any of those things. Like, you know, what is it what are what do other children eat? Because my children don't eat the way other children eat. Because you're led to believe that other children just eat, you know, chicken nuggets and chips. You know, those those kids that just eat, you know, those ones. Um the last thing <laughs> the last thing you expect a child a nowadays child to say is, I don't care what we have to eat, as long as there's a good amount of salad. Um, And, you know, you know the way you do things with your children, and different to how anybody else does things with their children, but at the same time, you're then trying to work out where you can find a middle ground. And you're there going, "We, we do things like this, how do you do it? Similar, but different. Cool. Want to give me a clue? So we muddled our way through that. And then you've got the delicate balance. And the delicate balance is... When is bedtime? Now, I work on the principle that my eldest is at the age now where... On a weekend, she she has earned the rights, right to stay up a little bit later. Because she can have a lion on a Sunday... Be at school all week, all of that stuff. So if if her bedtime, simple the simple theory is if her bedtime is eight, she can go to bed at nine, which opens up a world of possibilities for her. On a Saturday evening, you can do this, you can do that, you can watch this, you can watch that, you can play this, you can play that. a lot of stuff because all the others go to bed much earlier. So she's got this this window of time. Add, a, add, a, add the sleepover element to that, and you've got to push that out. You've got to go a bit further. But I don't. I don't want to send another person, another parent's child home with that. That child there that's going to go back to school tomorrow has had three hours sleep. Good luck. I want to send the child home and say eh, it was a little bit of a late night, but still got a good solid sleep so I was like right I think we're going to have to go with the hour rule so for every incremental hour past Saturday night bedtime that's different levels of severity 
So, look, it's going to be exciting, it's going to be fun, it's going to be whatever. I'll give you an extra hour, but really, that's bedtime. Okay, fine. So I'm expecting 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock. Past 12 o'clock, I'm not going to be able to do much about it. Because, you know, it's past my bedtime. Um, <laughs> so, like, you know, you really do need to be uh, be sleeping. You know, I'm going to give you until 10. That's 10 minutes away. You know, get yourself settled. Get yourselves in bed. Get yourselves settled down nicely. 10 o'clock comes and goes. I'm like, oh, I can hear noise. I can hear noise, I'm not, oh, what do I do, how long do I leave it? By quarter past ten it was silent, I'm like, guess guess that's that then. (laughs) I'm just like, okay, cool, guess that's that's that then. I just deal with the dog, I went in to let the dog out, um let the dog out for his, for his last wee of the day and found him like in the mix of this like everybody's asleep including him in the middle I'm like this is going to be fun getting him out so he decided to jump on everyone on his way out the door uh, and then I had to get him back in and get him into bed and stuff so that was fun but didn't disturb anybody so um, and that was that I went off to bed going all in all yeah it was what it was in the end I, I think you know other than my, my the issue with my middle daughter um, I, I think I think I had, to, I had to put it mostly in the wind column nobody died so Sunday rolls round now Sunday was a series of things that needed to be done had to get done no problems so I'm like right the dog needs walking, the dog needs walking early because, like I said, it's hot and past a certain point, he can't go out because it'll be too hot. So I was like, all that needs doing early. Leanne wanted to run. I was like, you need to get out the door early. Do it while everybody's having breakfast, all that. And again, the what do, what do other people's children have for breakfast riddle begins. Turns out, breakfast is very much breakfast. Um... On a Sunday, we have, um, I don't know, is it still a special breakfast if it's every Sunday? I don't know. Um, So it's like cereal uh, and pastries. And I was informed by my eldest, don't worry, my friend loves pastries. It's like, okay, I I wasn't worried. So again, we muddled through another meal. Um, I'm like, right. I'm going to shower, I'm going to get the dog out, you know, job done. Oh, are you going to walk the dog? Yeah. Can we come with you? Yes. It'll be a long walk, it'll take a long time, and it's quite warm out there. We don't care. Okay. We go out, we walk the dog. Plan is, get back, get the dog back take my eldest friend home then I was going to take all of the children to do an activity, I was going to take everybody swimming and then my eldest had to be a thing so take her to a thing 
and that would be there pretty much the majority of the day done. The little guys can watch a movie, chalk up another win. So, we start heading home. The dog walk has taken longer than I would have liked it to take that up with the dog. We start heading home. On the way home, I can hear a conversation starting behind me. And it's one of those children, childlike conversations of, oh man, you know, when do I have to go home? When do you have to go home? Which eventually boils over into asking me when a friend's going home. And I'm like, well, I was going to take your friend home when we got home. Oh man, I wish I could stay. Yeah, I wish you could stay. Oh man, I'm like, I get back. I get back, and the little guys, the younger ones, not the, you know, the middle and the younger. When's the friend going home? I'm like, I was gonna take her now. Why? Ah, we wanted to stay. We finished to stay until tea time, and I'm like. I'm like, but I was going to take you guys to do an activity. Uh, we, we, I thought we could go swimming. So, my eldest friend's like, I love swimming. Okay. So, place a phone call to the parent of the child. Um, I know I said I was bringing your child home, but um, we're all going swimming. Can't she, can't she come with us? Yeah, that's fine. Cool. We all go to the swimming. It takes us a while to get in because the combination to make up the different tickets and this one's a member and that one's a member and this one. Do we have to pay for this one? And oh, that one's free. And eventually get through the doors. We go and get changed. Everybody goes off to get in the pool. I was doing something. And I'm like, for some reason, I'm the last person. I can't think what it was. I was doing something with a locker. Everybody's deserted me. I'm like, whatever. I'm walking down the changing I'm walking down the changing rooms. And like an idiot, in my head, I said, I think, I think this has gone well. I think this has been not too bad a situation, you know. Nobody's died. Nobody's got injured. I think... I think this this might go down as a win. Oh, well. That's good. I get in the pool. Everybody's having a great time. They're all splashing around. They're all swimming. Fantastic. I'm like, right, I need to get... You know, you got to get in the pool. Properly in the pool. Get your hair wet. Get under the water. So I swim off all the way down the end of the pool. Turn round and I start swimming back. I am met by Leanne. We've got a problem. There's been an incident. I'm like, we have been in this swimming pool for 30 seconds. How could there have possibly been an incident? The moment this is said, I'm like... Firstly, wondering how it's humanly possible for this to have happened. And secondly, I'm like, 
what incident? Immediately I go to, oh my God, somebody slipped and banged their head. I'm like, hang on a minute. If it was if it was a bad, bad situation, there'd be a lot more, you know, crying, screaming and wailing. And you wouldn't be here telling me there's been an incident with, the, you know, the children all the way down there. Like, as, as the boy had an accident, you know, try, the, the brain's going a mile a minute. I'm like, what incident? Uh, my eldest was swimming away from her friend and has inadvertently brought her foot up and has caught her friend in the mouth. And has twisted one of her teeth round. At which point, now for anybody that doesn't know, I am not a fan of teeth. That is a broad statement that I don't largely really want to go into. I'll just say this. I don't like teeth related things. I think I've mentioned this before. Go back and look it up. I nearly vomit in the swimming pool, which would have been fun. I'm like, I'm holding my mouth, I'm like, uh-uh, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm like, what do you mean? Uh, I think she's caught her in the mouth, and one of her teeth is twisted. What do you mean, one of her teeth is twisted? I was like, hang on a minute. Adult tooth, baby tooth. Don't know. Fantastic. I think you need to go. Where am I going? I think you need to go and, and phone her mum. Okay, so I get down there and I'm like, what's gone on? Um, one of my tooth, one of my teeth is twisted. Okay, don't show me. I'm like, right, come with me, we need to go and phone your mum. We get out of the pool. She's like, I'll go and look in the mirror. Okay, I'll go and get my phone. She comes, she's like, I'm like, is it a baby tooth? She's like, I don't know, maybe, possibly, I don't know. I find it very hard to believe that you've twisted an adult tooth. But, so I'm getting my phone and all of a sudden I hear, oh, I think I've twisted it back. Okay, that's good. I phone the, I phone the parent. I'm like, hey... I saw you minutes ago. Um, I had to go and like collect swimming stuff and all this. I saw you a short time ago. Um, there's been a an incident. This is where I'm going to phone a parent and tell a parent that I have broken their child. I didn't break the child. The child is broken. Not a phone call I ever wanted to or thought I would be making. Hey. Your child's broken. So I'm like, look, this is the situation. This is what's happened. I am reliably informed that the tooth is now back the way it should be. I think it's a baby tooth, but I don't know that for sure. Here's your child. Speak to her. There's a conversation in shoes where it basically lands on, yeah, it's basically a baby tooth. She's like, right, I'm off back in the pool. Uh, okay, I take the phone. Hi. Yeah, it's fine. She had a load of baby teeth. They need to come out anyway. It's probably for the best. Don't worry about it. See you in a bit. Fee you. 
off back to the pool. We have some time. The, the boy gets out. He's little. Can only do so long. Spend more time in the pool with the kids. Out, dry, dressed, car, home, lunch. Take the child home. Take my eldest to where she needs to be. As I'm leaving the house, I put a film on for the other guys. And I'm like, that's that. At which point, Leanne decides this is the best possible time. The best conceivable opportunity to remind me that it's Sunday afternoon, which means that it's Monday, today, and I've got to go to work. And I go, what? And at that point, everything just sort of starts cascading down, and I'm like, where did that weekend go? And like I say, you know, for a lot of it, I'm like, we can put this weekend in the wind column. And at other points in time, I'm like, I'm a terrible parent, and I'm a a terrible... I don't, I don't know what, what to call when you look after somebody else's child. Babysitter? It's not that, is it? Um, because I broke a child and I, you know, upset one of my children. So I'm like... <sighs> so like I say, didn't have any content. And then I've just given you a blow-by-blow account of the weekend and some of you are going to say yeah I don't think you still had any content the good news not about the weekend the good news that I can tell you is this after the weight blip where I put on like nearly half a stone in a week and still to this point in time have no idea how that has happened or had happened I think it's like three weeks ago now I can safely say that A that weight has gone and B I am now back to my lowest weight in the last few years I've said this week is the is the week to cross that barrier, cross that bridge get back I don't know. I don't know what I'm getting back. This is the lowest weight I've been. Oh, excuse me. The lowest weight I've been for a long time. Don't know what I'm getting back. But um, I think I'd like to cross, cross this barrier, get past this weight now. Um, and you know, like I've been saying previously, I was, I was keeping you updated on the good and the bad. You take the good, you, you take the bad. Um, so that was just a little update on that one. That's basically the week. And I've quite literally rambled. Um, But we can talk about TV. TV TV-wise, me and Leon both agreed to watch a TV programme, which is unusual. It's not like us to fully agree. Usually it's one of us is like, I want to watch this, and the other is like, fine. Um... And strangely enough, the TV show might seem odd. Uh, we've been watching the um, the Arnold docu- three-part documentary on Netflix. Um, it's broken down into the three stages of his career. Episode one, 
They're about an hour long. Uh, episode one is about uh, Arnold's career as a bodybuilder. Episode two is Arnold's career as an actor. And episode three is about his career as a politician. We have watched the first two episodes. I think the idea was to watch the third episode this evening. But due to my working out commitments, that was not possible. Shortest version is you've got to give Arnold Schwarzenegger props. He always wanted to be the best at whatever he was doing at that time. And he achieved that. I think as long as you don't look too closely into how he achieved that, then everything's fine. As long as you take it as surface value. Um, I have no major major issues with Arnold. I have enjoyed a lot of Arnold's movies. Uh, I like that he's you know he's still going seventy whatever seventy six or something. Um, I wondered if they would address the steroids in the first episode, and they did. Admittedly, they played it down, but they did address. Steroids, and I thought that was a real one of those. There was absolutely no way they could be genuine and not address it. But on the other hand, there was no way they were going to be able to say, yeah, that body was almost 100% created by steroids. But I think if, you, if you're realistic, you have to accept that... There's no such thing as a natural bodybuilder. It's steroids on top of steroids on top of steroids on top of steroids. That's it. That's all it is. It's the person that can put the most steroids into their body that, that, that is the best bodybuilder. Um, and obviously it goes into other things. It's you know it's That will also transcend into the film career. It wasn't like he stopped being a bodybuilder and stopped being a big muscular man. You know, it's not like he stopped doing steroids when he stopped being a bodybuilder. Honestly, I imagine there's still some level of steroid going into his body at this point in time. Um, so the first episode is the bodybuilding stuff. I'm glad they addressed the steroids. I didn't, you know, I wasn't surprised they played it down. And that was kind of that. Episode two, Arnie wants to be the biggest actor in the world. And how we went about doing that. Um, some interesting stuff. Uh, some of the stuff that I, I didn't, I didn't know, didn't realize, being that um, he didn't need the money. I was under the impression that he went from bodybuilding to acting, and was probably, you know, I need to, I need to work, I need to be an actor so that I can, you know, live. Not the case. He was, like he said in the thing, he was a millionaire before he even started looking into being an actor. Uh, it was all real estate. He bought he bought property um, early on in his career. And that then paid off big time for him. Um, goes through his marriage. I made a comment about his marriage which I don't think I'm prepared to 
repeat um, but you can't argue with the, the man's success in bodybuilding the man's success in movies you know movie wise there are points in time where he's had the biggest films you know Conan Terminator Terminator 2, True Lies even Batman and Robin was on the list of big movies um Twins that's uh, obviously there was the not so successful ones Junior Last Action Hero didn't do as well as I thought it had done um so I just went through his career now. His career went from strength to strength. Now he had a bit of a blip in the middle. Um, and like I say, episode three is supposedly about his political career. However, we have not watched that one. So I'll probably update you on that next week. Um, definitely worth a watch. You know, I, I love a documentary. I mean, you know, I've just finished the Conor McGregor one. Um, I do love a documentary. Genuinely do love a documentary. Um, I watched a film. I watched a film that I saw a trailer for a little while ago and the trailer made me think, yes, that is a film I want to watch. Then the film came out and got not great reviews. And I said, that's a real shame because it looked quite good. Premise of the story looked good, so on and so forth. Next thing, like a lot of films these days, it went on to Prime. And I'm like, well, that is perfect. A film that I wanted to see, gone on to Prime for free, relatively soon after it's been released. Perfect storm in my book. So I watched Guy Ritchie's The Covenant. Principle being is... um, Afghani translators being embedded with the military for when the military do things like house clearances or when they're trying to take down um, like where they think weapons are and things like that. They need a translator to talk to the locals. Uh, they Right at the beginning, the team's current translator gets killed. They need a new one. Jake Gyllenhaal is like the head of the team. And that he picks out a guy who is uh, a mechanic and interpreter. As it unfolds, the interpreter's a little bit more savvy. Learns a little bit more about the streets. Turns out he's part of like this big... I think it was supposedly like a heroin produ- production family. And he's part of this family, but he's kind of... Um, disown the family side of things but still knows a lot about the that world um, one of the most interesting things was that there was a guy that popped up at one point and I was like is that Johnny Lee Miller and it absolutely was um, playing some kind of like I don't know general, colonel, I don't know um, higher up in the military chain <sighs> I mentioned at some point that I'd been watching this film and I said that it was Jake Gyllenhaal and the response I got was 
oh man, Jake Gyllenhaal, I could really do without him because he's in absolutely everything. And I went, yeah, I get that. I I don't mind him. You know, I, I don't mind. I think he's good in stuff. Um, but I also felt that I was a bit like, oh man, again, he's in this. He is in absolutely everything at the moment, and it's been that way for a while. Um, so I'm like, hey, you know, the critics, they're very rarely right. Yeah, you know what's coming. However, in this case, not a great film. The number one thing I noticed the most about this movie was I can only presume that Guy Ritchie sat down and watched Lone Survivor and then said, hey, wouldn't it be interesting if there was a film about Marcus Luttrell going back to get the guy that saved him? Because that's basically what the film is. And the whole time I was like, man, this reminds me a lot of Lone Survivor. A lot. And then a guy turned up in it and I was like, he was in Lone Survivor. And I looked it up and he was. And I'm like, come on. That is way too on the nose. And it was literally that. Spoilers, by the way, but all of Jake Gyllenhaal's team gets killed. And all that's left is Jake Gyllenhaal and the interpreter. The interpreter gets him back to his base and then disappears. Jake Gyllenhaal's got to go and find him. That is not too much of a spoiler because all of that was in the trailer. It's just a what-if scenario. If Marcus Luttrell from Lone Survivor went back to get the guy that saved his life. It's that. It's like, oh, the bit we didn't see in Lone Survivor, let's do that. And let's get a guy from Lone Survivor in it to really, you know, tongue-in-cheek that one. I was like, come on. Um, one, of the more, one of the more entertaining bits about it is so far towards the back end of the film, when he's decided that he's going to go and get this guy, he started talking to, like, a mercenary who's supposedly going to help him out. And it was freaking Homelander from the boys. I'm like, <laughs> that's Homelander. Shortest version. It just wasn't, it just wasn't very good. It was, it was too obvious what it was supposed to be. Like I say, there's absolutely no way of watching that film and, and not seeing that it was almost like a sequel to Lone Survivor. Um, not a lot happens either, in like an action sense. If you watch Lone Survivor, the first 40 minutes, nothing really happens. There's reason for that. Because for the next hour, it's pretty much non-stop. Pretty much non-stop that first 40 minutes can seem real dull but the payoff's worth it in the covenant i think like two things happen like two bits of action happen the rest of the time it really is quite dull and that's not it's not what you want from a film like that <laughs> It was quite dull. It was a proper like... Oh, this is a bit boring. It's a bit boring. And you were waiting for something to happen. And then you just kept waiting. And nothing really happened. 
and then at the end they were like there's a there's a hidden message here and here's the message it's like yeah but this was a fictional film it wasn't wasn't based on a true story this film was fictional so then trying to make a point at the end seems a little crowbarred in seems a little you know not not genuine it was it seemed like a strange thing to put right at the end um I'd say a 6 out of 10, but honestly, at the time watching it, I'd have probably gone 5 out of 10. It, it just it just wasn't it just wasn't amazing. <clears throat> Computer games wise, I'm still plugging away at Breakpoint. Um the content I was really looking forward to is not delivered is the shortest way. I, I don't I don't want to be saying that. Um, and I still feel that there is an aspect of value for money in that content when you pay £9 for something that should have been 33 I'll tell you this much, if I'd have paid 33 for it, I'd have been asking for a refund because I feel like it's a rinse and repeat for three quarters of it. I'm playing the Operation Motherland stuff, which I had high hopes for, and the shortest version is it just hasn't delivered. It's Go here, do this, then go to a different place and do the same thing. Annoying. Just annoying. It's really put a real downer on the end of the game for me. The only thing is, saying it's the end of the game is one thing. I've still got quite a lot left to do. Um, it it is falling a little bit into a more of a chore than I'd like from a, a game that, honestly, I was really enjoying previous to this. So that's I feel that's a shame. Um, for other computer game news, I have still been playing Red Dead Redemption 2. Unfortunately for me... It, it it does just feel like the first time I played it. It just, again, it feels like a chore. There are so many mechanics in that game that do not make any sense, and I can't believe that I'm the only person that sees it. I cannot believe that I'm the only person that's like I really don't want to have to walk that distance. Can I not just run? I really don't want to be on a horse that's walking. I really don't want to look at a massive map that has no ability to fast travel at this point in time and for free. So I'm going to have to ride across the what is essentially a wasteland to get to the next place to probably end up getting killed. It's... If I didn't know any better, I'd say that it was a horribly broken game. But it's not. It's just the terrible choices they made on the mechanics of the game. I can only play... Like, I'm playing it every day, but I can only play about 45 minutes. And then I'm like, I need to do something else. So then I put Breakpoint on and play that. 
I don't feel like I get punched in the face by two games at once. It's... There's a part of me that hopes it's going to get better. And then there's that part of me that's obviously played it before and knows it's not. I'm like, what? what exactly are we doing here again? Anyway, at the time of recording, it's Father's Day on Sunday. Coming, not been. Um, and I'm hopeful, got, got my fingers firmly crossed for possible new game. But we shall see. That's the podcast for this week. Sorry if it was a bit rambly. Sorry if it felt like, I don't know. Some people will say I didn't have any content and I dragged it out. And those people are people. Um, That's it. I'm going to catch you next time. So there you go. What do you think of that? Another one done. Another week gone. Another podcast in the bag. Other ways of saying that this podcast is finished. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being here. Thank you for being a part of the podcast. Before you go, click the like button, subscribe button, click for notifications, send the podcast to a friend. What else? Review. Leave a review. That was it. Check out the website, thecookiecast.com. That way, there, you can get in touch with us a variety of different ways. Podcasts, email, uh, YouTube, uh, social media. Yeah. Anyway, that's enough for this one. I'm going to say bye, and I'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to Cookie Cast.